This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is omegamanradio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello everybody, welcome aboard. We are back and uh, today is October 31st, 2023. We're excited to be here with Evangelist Tommy Hallahan. Brother Tommy, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I do. Greetings, everybody. Praise God that we do have an open heaven right now. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that you sent your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and that you paved the way, Lord Jesus, through your own blood so that we can come anytime right to you, my Lord. Father, right to you. We are declared righteous. We have right standing with you. We thank you that we have access to you right now at this moment. We ask that you shower this listening audience. May they be showered with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm asking, may they sense your presence. May they sense your nearness. May they sense your comfort. May they sense your encouragement. Speak to each one of them, Lord. Whatever their station of life, we pray, Holy Ghost, that you would speak. Speak to them clearly in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen to that. Brother Tommy, welcome back, and the mic is yours. Thank you. We love you, Brother Shannon, so much. Thank you. The Omega Man himself, and we are really just so blessed to have Brother Shannon. I hope you support his ministry because it is a worthy, worthy, worthy ministry and a voice uh, to our world, quite honestly. Yeah, so, you know, the Lord is so good, people. I love each and every one of you. I feel the love of God in me for each and every one of you. Can you imagine that? And I don't even know you, but I feel the wonderful love of God for you. So, here I'm sitting. This is the amazing thing with technology. I'm sitting in a beautiful place right now on the water, tropical blue water. Uh, Friends of mine that own this resort, and they give it to me once a year, app. Absolutely free, and what a blessing that I can sit here, glory to God, and take a few days 
to go deep into the Lord, which I've done, and then to experience some some good fun with fishing and other things and my wife and, and having a wonderful time. Yes. But anyway, here's what we want to do. Obviously, obviously, let's take a look at where we are today in our world and let's look at what's going on. Uh, but let's bring some glorious hope to where we are. We are in and on God's time clock. Let me tell you something, saints. If ever there was a time, my friends, to get close to God, it is now. And if you look at the you know, the words of Jesus in Matthew 24 and in Luke 21, and then you look at Paul's when he talked about the end times and Peter talked about the end times and John touched on it himself. Uh, the overarching message is when you see everything that's happening today, don't stay glued to the signs, <laughs> but look at what the signs are pointing to. You know, on my way down here to Anna Marie Island uh, here on the west coast of Florida, I had to watch the signs, right? Signs. But, you know, you don't stop at a sign and stare at the sign. You allow the sign to point you to the destination of where you're going. And so I want to say this to you. We, uh, when Jesus spoke about the, what the time we're in right now, and as I said again, all the apostles spoke of it, what they said was this, and each of them said the same thing over and over again. When you see things in your world and all these things are happening, it should point you toward a particular behavior. It's not that you can look at the signs and get frightened and scared, but no, Jesus said, what kind of people should you be? He said, be as those whose lamps are burning, be on fire. He talked about the ten virgins, um, the, in, you know, the, the, the analogy that he gave of the church, that there was ten virgins, and he said they were uh, waiting for the, a, a, a husband, if you will. He said, and... Uh, this uh, this um, individual came, and it was uh, midnight. They said, the bridegroom is coming. That's how they did things back then in Eastern culture. And um, they said, the bridegroom. See, the bridegroom, excuse me, the uh, bridegroom would would prepare. He would get prepared by sending out, and he would let people know, or the women or the parents in a particular area know, that he was eligible. And that um, he would be coming to a to that perhaps to his hometown or a, a place that he does business with, and that uh, if there were any eligible women there, that they would uh, prepare for him, and that he would show up on a given day, and um, he would select, if you will, um, a bride from among those eligible young ladies. That is the teaching of Jesus in the parable or the story of the ten virgins. And so in the, he uses this analogy to talk about his coming. And so I want you to imagine, if you will, that, uh, of course, again, this is Middle Eastern culture that Jesus drew parallels from. Imagine that the none of the young ladies in this particular town know exactly when the bridegroom is coming. They know that he's going to be there rather within a certain period of time, but they're not quite sure when. But there's uh, 10 of them uh, that, that Jesus uses. There's 10 young ladies that are eligible, <laughs> if you will. They're eligible and they want to get married, and so they're getting ready. You know, they're all ready, but it's taking some time. And um, 
boy, they, you know, it's taking a little bit of time. And where is he? I don't know. He's going to be here Wednesday. Nope. And, 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 and a week goes and maybe a month goes by. It takes some time. And these young ladies, they begin to get lethargic and they all begin to slumber. And, well, maybe he's not coming. You know, maybe he is, but we don't know when. Kind of like the way the church is today, you know. Uh, you know, is Jesus really coming? You know, what have you. But Jesus said this, Behold, the cry went out at midnight, and that he is coming. And the, and these ten eligible ladies, young ladies, said, Woo, you know, here's this. Somebody cried out and said, Hey, he's on his way. We see him, you know, maybe ten miles from here. He's coming very quickly. Well, the Bible says that all ten of them got up, and it was nighttime. And they lit their, went to light their lamps. Five of them had no oil. They couldn't get the lamps lit, see? And tr- they couldn't trim them. Uh, they couldn't get the lamps lit. The other five, they had oil in their lamps. They lit them up and said, adios, amigos. And they started heading out to meet the bridegroom. Uh, yeah, and, the, and so the five said, wait a minute. The other five said, hold on a second. We need some of that oil you got. Uh-uh. The other five wise virgins said to the five foolish young ladies, uh-uh. You're going to have to purchase the oil where we got it from. And, of course, there's symbolism, there's teaching and all of this. But, but there again, those five wise went to meet the bridegroom. And obviously, the story ends there. But in Eastern culture, he would have selected one particular lady from among those five. But that's not really what we're after in this story. Here's what we're after what we're after. Sometimes we can't see the woods for the trees. We get too caught up in details. What Jesus was tr- saying to us clearly is you best be ready. You best be have oil in your lamp. We used to sing that song, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray. What, what the issue of the end times, one of the great issues of the end times, and ladies and gentlemen, if ever we were living in the great possibility of the coming of the Lord, very quickly, very quickly, it is right now, particularly with what's happening with Israel. But the concern of Paul the Apostle, Peter the Apostle, and John and Jesus is, Church, I want you ready. I want you ready. Don't be caught unawares. Uh, have oil in your lamp. In other words, be full of my spirit. Be full of my power. Be full of my anointing in this land. Don't be caught, because we're in that midnight hour. The cry is going out. He's coming. See, right now with what's happening in the Middle East, this quite possibly, we are perhaps right where Paul talked about in Second Thessalonians. And right where the ancient prophets in the Old Testament spoke about, where Israel becoming a burdensome stone to the entire world is looking. I have heard on all three networks, they're saying, World War III, World War III. Who would have thought that we would be talking in 2023? And this is not the rantings, by the way, my friends, of an overenthusiastic preacher. This is what CNN, MSNBC and Fox News, the leading cable networks, and all over the other news networks are saying, is we are trying to avoid World War III. This is where we are right now, and you can't duck and hide. 
It's not a time to get a bottle of wine and, and get drunk and forget about it. This is not a time to stick our heads in the sand like an ostrich and say, oh, it's just all going to blow over. I don't want to hear any bad news. I don't want to watch all this stuff. No, listen, don't get obsessed with it, but we need to be alert. We don't want to be obsessed with what's happening today. We don't want to be stuck on the signs, but we need to know what's going on. Because Jesus said, be alert. He said, watch and pray. That Greek word there in the Konya Greek is be alert. In other words, know what's going on. Watch and pray, said Jesus. Because I'm coming in an hour that you think not. These things are coming upon us quickly. The cry is uh, to the to the. Ten young ladies, the ten virgins or eligible uh, women was, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Behold, he's coming. That's what I want to say to you in Radio Land. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Jesus is coming. I'm going to say it again, my friend. And it's going to be a glorious time because we really are going to rise to meet the Lord in the air. There really is a trumpet that's going to sound. And there really is a people all over the world that are blood washed and love his appearing and living with our lamps filled Oh, hallelujah, that are going to go up to meet him. And my friend, listen to me. Right now is the time. And as an evangelist, I'm urging you, make sure you have the oil of God in your life. Make sure at this very moment that you have filled with the Holy, well, Holy Ghost. How do I do that? On your knees, my friends. On your knees. Turn the television off when this show is over. On your knees. Or even while I'm preaching. To your knees, my friend. Ask God to fill you with the Spirit. Ask Him to rid you of anything in your life that would stand between you and Him. Ask Him to convict you of any sin in your life that you've been practicing that would quench the Holy Spirit that would quench the joy of the Lord in your life. Maybe it may be unforgiveness. It may be the love of money. It may be a myriad of things, bitterness, something you're holding against someone, <clears throat> just a general um, worldliness, just in love with the world and no time for God, time for the movies, time to binge watch series on TV, you know, time to eat. You know, time for everything of this world, but no time for God. Listen to me, friend. I'm asking and crying out to you right now. Jesus warned us in the end times, he said it very distinctly. Be very careful that your life is not overwhelmed with feasting. That's what he said. The cares and the worries of this life and a party spirit that everything is just a joke. He said, you better beware. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said in Luke 21, and Matthew, particularly Luke 21 and Matthew 24. Be careful. Jesus said, do not let your life become over. You're a believer. You're a child of God. This earth is not your home. This is not your home. You're a pilgrim passing through. You're a stranger in a strange land. And we're going home. We're not there yet. We're going home. Hallelujah. So we're to conduct ourselves on this earth 
as citizens of, 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 of actually of heaven, which is where where citizenship is, where it, we're heavenly citizens. So I'm saying this to you. The trumpet is blowing right now. The trumpet blast is going out. Can you hear it, child of God? Can you hear it, child of God? I just got off the phone, my prayer team, before I went on here with uh, Brother Shannon. We've been crying out to God for the last hour from New York to Florida. My prayer team and I praying over the phone group, you know, group, group prayer, crying out, oh, God, awaken, awaken. Now, this is glorious news that we have. The glorious news that we have is Jesus is coming. And I tell you what, I want everybody to know about Jesus. I've been witnessing to the the workers here at this resort, witnessing to the lady this morning at the front desk, telling everybody my testimony. Hallelujah. Some people got a testimony, others got the monies. <laughs> but I've got a testimony. I love it. Tell people what Jesus has done for me. And then if they receive it, I start telling them the testimony of the Lord. That is that he came to this earth, died for sinners, resurrected, and can save you and change you. It's a wonderful thing when you can share with people in a very casual way about how the Lord changed you. Give them your testimony, then you give them the Lord's testimony, what he can do for them. And if they receive it, they'll get saved. Glory to God. So you know what? The Lord is so good, my friends, and I want to stir you. Hallelujah. I want to stir you right now in your mind and you in your heart right now to absolutely all this day just embrace Christ, embrace the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's really my ministry is to urge people to draw near to God, draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Fabulous, 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 isn't it? Fabulous promise. Isn't that wonderful? So God's not against us. You know, you just understand what I'm going to say to you right now. God is not against us, you know, in, 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 in having things in our life like entertainment. God's not against entertainment. God's not against your car. He's not against our sports. He's not. What God is against is people having the church, having time for all of these things, but not time for him and not putting him first. There's a beautiful song that's out there today called First Things First. It's a gospel song. And I think that's what God is saying to the church in this hour, is be sure that I am number one in your life. I, I, I Number one in your life. Just number one. And you say, well, you say, evangelists, how can, how can I get to that place? Get on your knees and ask the Lord. See, just whatever you pray for consistently, you'll get it. I'm telling you right now, that's a fact. Whatever you pray for consistently, it will happen. God, God will do it. I'm telling you right now. It may, the journey of how it happens may not be the way you think it should happen. But let me tell you something, my friend. Whatever you pray for, if you pray, God, ignite my heart. God, I want to love you like I've never loved you. God, I need boldness like I've never needed it. God, I need to love those around me that bug me and irritate me. God, my Father, give me the strength to, God, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you pray consistently for it, the Lord will give it to you. Now, watch what I'm going to tell you. God is also dealing with our nation, and it's an interesting thing that in the Bible, 
Uh, Jesus did tell us about Israel, okay, but that, that Israel, right now Israel's under discipline. Let's get something straight. Israel is under discipline from the Lord. They are not in covenant with God. They're not obeying the Lord. They've turned their back on Christ, and they are being disciplined right now. That's the history of Israel, if you study your Bible. Those of you that are listening to me right now, that really understand your Bible. I'm not talking about a drive-by knowledge where you listen to some guy on YouTube and he said this, another one said that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking to people out there, if you really know your Bible, Israel has been a rebellious nation uh, almost since the time that the Lord brought them out of Egypt and brought them into the promised land. It, 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 they've just been, and they're still rebellious today. And the Lord is, go, is chastising them. And he's going to bring them to a place where they're broken and they cry out to him for their Messiah. That's what I believe. The church will be raptured right before that or after that. There will, this situation will become so terrible in Israel that only, only a man can solve it. Listen to me carefully. We may be at that place right now where is exactly what the scripture talks about where the Antichrist, a man comes. Remember, the Antichrist is not going to have a pitchfork and horns. He's going to be a very, very wise person. He's going to appear to be a very nice person. And he's going to step in to solve the problem in the Middle East. And there is a peace accord that will be signed. The second that happens, the seven-year tribulation period begins. Now, I believe we're going to get raptured out of here before that or shortly after. Let me say this. I'm not dogmatic about what I believe. I'm very wary of those preachers that are. They'll tell you this has to happen. That is, but we, we do know this. We see in part. We prophesy in part, right? But there are certain things that are very clear, very, very clear. And that is that the Antichrist himself, this is a man that is against Christ. He's against the things of God will step in to solve the problem with Israel and the Middle East and the Muslims and the Arab nations. And that man will be, will appear to be the greatest thing that's ever, I mean, he will be hailed by the world. He will be a wonderful person, but he will turn because he is possessed. Remember something about possessed people. They can appear to be very normal, very, very congenial. And then on the drop of a button, uh, the the devil will press a button and turn them into mass murderers. You, that's why you find these these killers, these serial killers. People say, "Geez, I lived next door to them. They were wonderful. They're always out there barbecuing with their family. You know, they're always out there jumping around with the kids. Yeah, but at night they're out there murdering and strangling people. See, so Satan uh, is very crafty. So I don't want to get into all of that, but I want to say this: this all has been predicted in the Bible. All of this has been prophesied and predicted. We don't know the hour or the day, but we do know, hallelujah, we do know the season, and we're definitely without a doubt in that season right now. Here's what's interesting. Paul the Apostle Peter and John spoke of the end times. Peter and Paul uh, very, very much, Peter more than any of the letters he spoke of the end times. John touched on it, and um, Paul also dealt with it. But it's an interesting thing that they don't talk about Israel when they talk about the end times, uh, because they knew what a lot of the church doesn't realize today, and that's that the you know 
the, the dealing of the Lord in this hour is with the church. Uh, the, the church is what God is after. And, and that's really where what Paul deals with. He said, when you see these things happening, you and Peter says it, be sure that you're really living for the Lord. Yes, Israel will come to the Lord. There'll be a generation of them that will be swept in. Um, but, but that will happen after God blows the whistle and pulls the church out of here. Then that's when all hell is going to really break loose. But don't think, child of God, that there's some things that the church, I believe, is going to go through some things here in America. Right now, we've escaped a lot of persecution that's been going on with our brothers and sisters all over the world. But look what is happening now. Jews are being persecuted. It's starting. You've got Palestinians in this nation that are supporting what they did to the to these Jewish people two weeks ago, cutting off the heads of babies, biting people, doing the most horrendous things as they came over the border from uh, from from Gaza, entered in and and murdered and butchered people in the most disgusting, disgraceful way. And by the way, this didn't just happen overnight, by the way. That was planned out for two years. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they want to bring a world war on. But watch what I'm going to tell you. They knew what they were doing. Okay, now, here we are today. This is one thing nobody knew, that the the sympathizers, the Palestinians in this nation would rise up. In our nation, they would rise up. We have to, we have to pray for this. And they're crying for the blood of the Jew. And they're chanting the mantra from the river to the sea. That means from the Jordan to the Mediterranean, that the Jew be wiped out. They're not just for removing the Jew from the Middle East. They want them off the face of the earth. But here's what's really frightening. In this nation, they are, they are crying for the blood of the Jew. Jewish people, had a, students had locked themselves in a library the other day to keep from, they were terrified. Another Jew got beaten uh, on the streets trying to keep them from burning the flag, the, uh, what you call it, the um, Israeli flag. This is happening in our nation, my friend. And here's what we have to pray, that God will remove from the offices of this land, from the courthouse to the White House, that the Lord would remove any of these reprobates that are there that cannot stand up for justice. Hear me. Romans 13, which is God's holy word, as much as John 3.16, says that God has placed, listen to me, friend, never mind my opinion or yours, hear the word of God. Romans 13, God has placed the authorities in and the governments in our land. God did. It says, and he has set into those governments governmental authorities that are here to protect us. He's talking about the police and the armies. This is what he says. He said, if you are not an evildoer, you don't have to worry about it. He said, but if you are breaking the law, you better fear, he said, for they do not carry their weapons for no reason. In other words, and then he calls them God's ministers. Listen to me, my friends. God Almighty, my prayer with my prayer team is that God would raise up in the cities, mayors, governors, and in the White House, Congress, Supreme Court, and the Senate, God give us men and women that love justice, that will stand up and honor order. 
and that they will be blind in their justice. They're supposed to be, in this nation, blind. That is, no matter who's breaking the law, despite their skin color, their economic status, they must be immediately dealt with according to the law. Okay, now watch what I'm about to tell you. That's not happening right now. It's not happening right now at all. The rise of the hatred against the Jewish people, and it's going to happen against Christians, mark my words, as the war rages in the Middle East, and as the Jews press into Gaza and begin to wipe out these people who Paul called brute beasts, yes, we pray for their salvation, but they are identified in the Bible as beasts. Whether you like it or not, whether you don't think that's nice or not. Listen, friend, don't judge the Bible. Let it judge you. Hear me. So what we're praying for right now, I'm telling you, as it gets worse, because Netanyahu and the IDF, they are going to completely keep going until, and I hope they do, until Hamas is completely destroyed. And we must pray for the protection of the innocent and children. But let's remember something. Let's remember something, like it or not. It was the Palestinians that voted in. They voted in Hamas in 206, knowing that they were set for the destruction of Israel. Now, if you're going to vote in a particular uh, persuasion into office, then you can't be too surprised with what happens. Look what's happening right now in our nation since the, uh, you know, since the, uh, the Democrats have gotten in office. All hell's broken loose. Our economy is broke. You got, you got prison, you got criminals running the streets. They're breaking into stores. Corporations leaving cities because they're tired of getting robbed. They're tired of getting, you know, their stores being broken into. It's just crazy. This, but, but who do I blame? I blame every person, every single person that voted for Joe Biden and voted in these liberal, godless people who made it clear before the election. Joe Biden stood up and he told us exactly what he was for. And my friend, if you voted for him, or you know I bet voted for him, they ought to be ashamed of themselves because we've got exactly what they voted in. It's worse than ever before. I know many Democrats right now, many are saying, God, forgive us. God, oh my God, what did we do? What did we do? Conversely, conversely, let me go back to Israel. The IDF is going, the, uh, the, the Army of Israel is going to wipe them out and get rid of them, and they should. There's going to be wars. Uh, there's going to be casualties of war. Innocent people are going to be killed. It always happens. It's unfortunate. We need to pray for the salvation of the Jew, the salvation of the Palestinians, the salvation of the Arabs. We pray that there be a minimal amount of lives lost, but we pray that justice be done now. Not vengeance, not vengeance, justice. Justice be done now. Justice. Somebody harms my child, I don't want vengeance. I want justice. Now watch what I'm telling you. Conversely. They're rising up in this nation. The Palestinians that's standing with terrorists. This is, a, this is absurd. That they are standing up in our cities, marching in our cities, chanting and, and praising the Palestinians. And these purposeless, woke-left young people are right there with them. This is absurd. 
and it's going to grow worse without a miracle of God because as more Palestinians are killed in Gaza, it's going to embolden, embolden the Palestinians that are over here that are sympathizing with the murderous, barbarous Hamas that did what they did. By the way, you don't hear Israel cutting anybody's heads off. Are you all with me? Amen. You don't hear of... of Okay, you don't hear of, of Israel going there. There's no baby's heads being cut off. Uh, there's no women being raped. I know things that are happening right now that have happened I can't even talk about because I have friends of mine that are, that, that, that are in the Secret Service. And they're, they're not in the Secret Service. They're in high places as far as, def- as, as, far as those special ops go. The things they did to these women, I, I can't even tell you about the things they did to these people when they took them out and brought them back to those tunnels. And you don't hear that happening right now. The Jews are not going in there. Don't you be fooled. Do not be fooled. So listen to what I'm going to tell you. I believe that what we need to see in this nation, we're going to see it because we're praying and we're believing. Glory to God. And remember something, my friends, when you pray and believe, sometimes things take time before they turn around. But here's what I'm praying. God, raise up strong authority and men and women in authority in this nation. Oust those that will not stand up for justice and give us men and women that will act swiftly when things go wrong. Let me tell you, this hatred for the Jew in this nation, my God, if you flip this, if it, listen to me, if, if, if right now, if the, if there was Muslims that were in place of the Jew, let's say, for instance, the Muslims were invaded, if the Jew had invaded uh, Gaza and did all this stuff, the entire world would be screaming, screaming. And if the Jews of this nation were to get up and begin to praise Israel for beheading people and raping women, there would be quick reprisal from our government and it wouldn't be allowed. But here's what's going on right now. These Arabs and Muslims are protesting in our streets. They're crying for the blood of of Jewish people. Are you listening to me? I believe that what we need to see, and can you imagine, can you imagine for a moment if if there was 10 black people in our nation that had been murdered, beheaded, okay, or anywhere else in the world, murdered and beheaded, and the KKK got into our streets and our cities. I hope this is not too controversial, uh, Brother Shannon, uh, but I'm, I'm just going to say it. Can you imagine if some poor black people had been murdered and beheaded and in, 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 in wherever around the world. And the next and, and now the next day, the KKK is in the streets of America chanting for the wiping out of black people. Are you kidding me? There'd be, they would be removed. They would be castigated. Uh, And here's what I'm praying, that God, that we would see, we need in this nation, uh, we need in this nation exactly what Paul said. We need not only revival, we need not only to see souls saved, we have to pray, and God answers prayer, hallelujah. We need to pray that God would raise up strong authority in this nation that would quickly quell and stop anybody that is rising us up in a treasonous way or doing anything 
that is illegal. If these things, these protests break out into riots, they need to lock them up right away. And that's the word of God on that. I'll tell you that, brother. And we need to pray accordingly and quit all this Mickey Mouse and vacillating with people. And everything's not going to be lovey-dovey. We live in a fallen world, my friend. Okay? It's a fallen world. So we have to be vigilant. We need to be aware. We need to be awake. We need to know how to pray. Glory to God. I tell you, friend, what an hour we're living in. People are asking the question, what should I do? What do we do? What's going on? And we know the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. And above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. So we're excited about that. God is good. You know, as I've been away here, uh, I've been, I, ho- I hope those things I just said, pray for these things. We, we need to pray for these things. Okay, my friend, I, I don't spend a lot of time. I check the news once a day. That's it. Check, see what's going on. Stay in prayer. This mass murderer killed all these people here in America. I don't want to know one thing about him. He took a machine gun and mowed down, I think it was 20-some people. Uh, listen to me, friend. I don't, want, I don't want to know one thing about him. I'm glad he's dead, and I'm glad he's gone. My prayer right now is for the families. But, you know, these people do these things, knowing that the news is going to camp on this, and it's going to be world news the next day. You know, No, I'm not giving it one second of my time. Uh, I don't even know the guy's name. I don't want to know it. And I pray for you out there listening, Lynn. Don't be distracted by all the crazy news that's going on today. Don't let it take you out and take you away from that gentle voice of the Holy Spirit. Dwell in God's Word. Dwell with other believers that love God. I don't care if you go to a church that's got 10 people or 10,000. Stay with Christians that will eat, breathe, and love Jesus Christ, uh, that are full of the love of God. It, this is what's important. to Don't get caught up in the panic of what's going on in the world today. The world is panicking. Listen to me, friend. This is a glorious time. Jesus Christ will be magnified in this hour if you'll draw near to him. And you'll simply be a witness to your family and those around you, whether you're in school or wherever you are. You can let your light so shine among men that they'll see your good works, your good lifestyle, and they're going to glorify God. Amen? You know, I'm here at this resort right now, this beautiful place I'm at. My prayer has been since I got here is, Lord, use me. You know, use me. Let me be a light to the lady at the front desk. Let me be a light to these precious little Spanish people that are cleaning up. Uh, let me be a light, you know, my Lord, to the, uh, the other guests that are here. And so what I've done is I've just making friends with everybody, you know. I'm being nice there. <laughs> but, but you know what? I've become friends with the lady at the front desk, and guess what? This morning I was able to share my testimony with her. Glory to God. Hallelujah. She opened up how she was even delivered from drugs years ago through Jesus but she hasn't been really living for the Lord. And so I've been, the Lord's been using me to help her come back. And then, you know, I met some Arabs. Uh, can you imagine they were speaking Arabic and they're uh, at this, you know, they're here and they were, you know, I, I know that they're from the Middle East and what have you. And did you know what the Lord caused me to do? I just, uh, I went over to them and I lent them my umbrella. I said, I can give you my umbrella. 
that can keep, because their little baby was on the beach with them yesterday, and they were trying to shade the little baby from the sun. So I went over, I said, here, I'll get you my umbrella. We'll put it over the little baby and you guys. And they just stared at me, and then they just started talking to me. And do you know that they uh, uh, talked to me again yesterday uh, as I was passing the swimming pool? I've been befriending them because they're going to hear the gospel. They're go- I'm going to share with them my testimony, how 50 years ago, as a terrible man, I met Jesus and how he changed me. Not religion, not a church, Jesus, how I met him and he changed That's what I'm going to share with them. See, but I, what I've learned to do is have friendship evangelism. You can't jump up at a place like this and say, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. But they cannot. I mean, if God tells you to do it, you know it's God, go ahead and go for it, you know. And I've done that before, too. Let me tell you that. Hallelujah. But, you know, as I've been just loving on people and, you know, I, I told the lady at the front desk, I said, who's doing my room? And she said, oh, this one. I said, good. I'm going to give them $100. And she looked, she said, really? She said, yeah. We're going to give them $100 for taking care of us for this week that we're here. And be a blessing. But you know they're going to get with that 100 they're going to get a hundred proof of the gospel and share Christ and make sure they understand. Not that I've got tons of money, you know, because you have to think, wow, this guy lives. No, no, I, I, I don't. I'm blessed, but I, 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 no, I want to be a blessing. I've got this place for free. Um, my sister in the Lord, Gail, gave it to my wife and I, she blessed us. We want to be a blessing back. Amen. So I, I want to be a blessing and a witness to these people. They know I'm a minister of Jesus Christ. So we want to be a blessing to them. Amen. That's that's really what it's all about. You know what? We can support ministries like Brother Shannon and my own that are reaching out to the world. But I want to tell you something. Maybe you're never going to travel the world. You know, you're not going to travel. Most uh, most most people are not going to travel around the world. Most Christians aren't going to Bangladesh or the Middle East or China or Russia. Uh, but you know what? You can affect your world. That's what God expects you to do. Your mission field is your job. Your mission field is your son's uh, baseball team. Your mission field is your daughter's dance recital. Wherever you may be, that is your... And you can only accomplish that with the help of the Holy Spirit, you know, who gives you the ability to be kind and loving and show a light in the difference of the Holy Spirit of Christ through you so that you salt your testimony. You salt it. You see, the Bible says we're to adorn the gospel of grace. So we're to put on a, uh, a beautiful adorning clothing of kindness and, and uh, humility and joy and concern for others and all these beautiful things that, that love encompasses so that we can truly love other people, even the sinner. We love the sinner. See? We love the sinner. And yet, we're not here to win friends and influence people. We're not here for a popularity contest. We are here to befriend people, to love on them, but to share Jesus Christ and what he has done for us and what he can do for them. Otherwise, what are we doing? You know? So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing here right now at this place. I'm excited. I'm getting ready later on to go see that movie, if the Lord permits after death i heard it's a great movie after death it's a documentary uh, concerning people that actually died and came back 
and uh, I understand God is using the movie in a great, great way to really, really touch people. So, I, you know, um, I have so much I want to share. I uh, just felt like I, it's been a while since I've been on this show. I wanted to touch on what I see happening in the Middle East and, and then to close it out because there again, as I said, I do feel that Israel is under the discipline of the Lord. Uh, that would seem clear to me. Uh, it would seem clear to me also that if this is what God has spoken about, um, as Israel becoming the burdens and stone to all nations, this could be the time where great war breaks out for them. Um, and this could be the season where Antichrist steps in. Uh, we have to pray right now for America and for the church around the world because we must be rapture ready uh, in the event that this is the season of the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of sorrows. So I wanted to share that with you. Now, Brother Shannon is going to have me back where I'm doing um, a couple of more shows. And on those shows, I'm going to go into the things I've been studying. I've been studying out of the Holy Word of God. Uh, hallelujah. And it's going to be very, very encouraging for you. Uh, very encouraging. But I just want to really encourage each and every one of you to draw near to the Lord in this season. Try to find other people that share your faith and are strong in the Lord. And be very careful of hanging around people that are always full of doubt and sin and want to try to get you off into you know, crazy living, and we're not to do that, see, we're not to do that. I don't just hang out with people here at night at this resort, my wife and I. We're not just hanging out, and, you know, they have, they have the, you know, the bars here, and they have the, uh, the, you know, the little fires they have at night, and everybody sits around drinking beer and glasses of wine. Uh, we don't indulge in that. I'm not trying to be holier than thou, but you can't be like the world and expect to win them to Christ. If you're so much like them, what are they going to think that they don't think that they need to change? Because you're just like them. If we're cussing like the world, acting like the world, talking like the world, drinking like the world, flirting the way the world does, why, why would they want to come? What's the difference between our life and theirs? Well, there has to be a clear difference. And that difference is that Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is shining through us and the Father is being glorified. So that's what we're, we're at. We want to bring the light of Christ. Be ready. Be ready. Listen to me, saints. Get your lives in prayer today. If you've got to take yourself by the scruff of the neck, turn the TV off, turn the phone off, and get yourself on in a place of prayer. Begin to pray Ask the Lord to ignite a fire in you of worship. Uh, you can praise him. You can worship him. Uh, you can read the word and, and you can fellowship. And I'm telling you, the Lord is going to fill you, fill you, and then refill you over and over and over and over. Go to him with everything. He loves you so, so much. Brother Shannon, I feel like that's about it for today. Praise uh, the Lord. I don't have a much... Yes. My brother, that was a powerful word. Right on target. And of course, we stand with Israel. And they're right to every square inch of the land God gave them. That includes Gaza. But uh, Hamas will have to be killed to the last man. 
Absolutely. Terrorists don't repent, by and large. And if they don't, you try to make a deal with them, they'll just terrorize you again. And, you know, sadly, uh, Bush Jr. and the Prime Minister of Israel, they agreed to have the Israeli people withdraw from Gaza, which was blossoming. Many uh, Jewish settlers there retaking the land, and then they were forced to give it up. And I remember the scenes of bulldozers. Bulldozing the homes there in Gaza that was turned over to the PLO. Hamas took it over. And uh, these people will use anyone they can as a human shield. I've even heard reports that uh, people have tried to leave. Israel's given them three weeks now for people to get out of Dodge. And uh, Hamas terrorists even blocking their exit ways. Boy, they've got they've got some trouble on their hands, you know. Um, most of the money that's been sent through international aid to Gaza, Hamas has taken for their um, underground uh, infrastructure network yes. and building missiles, uh, even with water lines that were meant for people. They're turning them into missile tubes. And, uh, you know, at this time, Israel's got to go for it, and it's going to be bloodshed, no question about it. I think they need to take out Hamas, go for Hezbollah, and, uh, you know, at some point in time, we got to cut the snake off the head, which is Iran. I, I completely concur, brother. You know, I completely, 100%. You know, what, what Christians have to realize, Brother Shannon, is, is we, we're living in a fallen world. We're not home yet. You know, we're, we're not home yet. Uh, Israel has been itching for years. Look, the Ayatollah in Iran, they get up every day in their Congress. Can you imagine our Congress getting up every every day? Instead of praying, we chant death. We chant death to France and Spain, the great Satan. Can, can you imagine that? They get up every morning and they chant death to the great Satan, America, and to and to Israel. This is what they do. These people are wholesale mostly possessed. I've been in the Middle East. They're possessed. Psychologists call it a mass psychosis. But they, they are, for the most part, they are dedicated in Iran to the destruction of, uh, of Israel and America, and anyone that will support them. That's what they live for. Their, their hatred is off the chart. It's a terrible thing. We have known that they've been trying to, they may have the nuclear bomb right now. We don't know. They've been sure. lying because they lie incredibly well. Uh, they're saying that you know every time we sent the UN uh, a team over there to see if they had the nuclear bomb, they were hiding their you know their enrichment process by nature. But here's the point: is that we know that they're behind. The, the most obtuse person understands they're behind Hezbollah and they're behind Iran. Excuse me, the Palestinians. The Palestinians don't have any money. They're, they're busted, broken, disgusted. Go to Lebanon. The place is, 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 they don't have money up in Lebanon. Iran doesn't really even need the $6 billion we sent them. They've got trillions of dollars. They're sure. the ones that are funding this. And I believe that in order for there to be any kind of lasting peace, Iran needs to be blown off the face of the map. They need to kill the leaders over there. Yes. And, and, and to do something to 
and still, you say, now, 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 you know, Brother Chen, can we talk about this for a second? Yes, sure. Yeah, can, I, can I take a second? Absolutely. Christians are kind of fuzzy. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, please, continue. Yeah, Christians are fuzzy about this. You know, we, we, they're kind of schizophrenic, you know, about this. And they don't understand what the scripture says about this. Murder has nothing to do with self-defense. In fact, I can tell you point blank, God authorized genocide in the Old Testament. Point blank, he told them, go into these countries and wipe them out. But you have to understand that if Hezbollah and and Hamas and ISIS, these guys, these people are like from 3,000 years ago, 2,000. These are throwbacks. These people are still living by laws that were set up under barbarous, barbarous, murdering people. They, they are a bar- and Paul identified an entire ethnicity as brute beasts. So did Peter. And we're not to hate them. I don't hate them. I love them. I want them to get saved. But if they're not going to receive them, they need to be wiped out. They need to be gone. Now, let me bring it home to you this way. <clears throat> I want you to hear me out in, out in listening land. I don't have anything in me that hates anybody. I love everybody. <clears throat> but here's what I want to say. This will be all right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to quit with this. We have to ask God to really continue to give us a spirit of prayer for the Arab nations that they get saved, you see, and Israel gets saved. You, you can't hate somebody you're praying for. You can't hate somebody you're praying for. But here's the deal. If I'm in my house, I move, and, and, and the new neighbor comes in, and I'm sitting there with my grandchildren, my children, and the neighbor knocks on the door, and they open up the door, and he says, I'm your new neighbor, so-and-so. I say, well, how are you? He said, good. I just want you to know that I live a block from you, yes, and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to rape your wife, your children, um, your grandchildren. I'm going to murder you, and I'm, I'm going to kill you. And, and that is what I am dedicated to doing, is absolutely murdering and killing, raping your children and grandchildren. And that, I want you off this block. I want you, I want you dead. I want you dead. And he leaves. I'm being hypothetical. I want to ask you, I know some of you say, well, but Pastor, we would pray. You know, we, I, yes, I understand we would pray. I got that. But it's not all about just prayer. God put into our world authority. And what I would do very simply, what I, and this is the, what I would simply do, is I would have to act in a way, if, if, the, if the government wasn't going to take care of that, I would have to act in a way of self-defense. To take those people, that person out before he takes me and my family out. Now that's what you have right now. Israel is surrounded by Muslim nations. People surrounded. To their north is Lebanon, Muslim. To the south is Egypt, Muslim. Top of Africa, Muslim. To the east is all Muslim. Yemen, Syria. Uh, Iraq, Iran, Jordan, they are a speck, a small strip of land surrounded by Muslim nations, surrounded by them. And isn't it interesting that none of their, quote, brotherhood of Islam is saying to the Palestinians, come over to us, we'll take you. Are you kidding me? None of them want these people because they're even more demon-possessed than most of the other Arabs are. 
they, Egypt says, no, we don't want you to. Egypt, I mean, Egypt is right Egypt is right on the border of Gaza. They can open the door and say, come on, come on, come on. This is all a false love of false brotherhood. So I guess what I'm getting at is the point is this. Israel has every right to defend themselves. And they need to defend themselves until, and this was planned for two years, people. Two years they planned out what they did. They knew that they would go over that border. They knew that they would slaughter in the most horrendous, disgusting, despicable way, that they would rape the women in the most horrendous ways, take hostages back to, into their tunnels, and begin to release them slowly as the Jews came across with a reprisal and to, and to, and to wipe them out. They knew what they were doing. They knew that they, that, that they would protect, Hamas would protect themselves by shielding themselves with human shields, they knew that the world would begin to look at, after several weeks, the dead, dying Palestinians in the streets. They knew all of this. This was planned out that the world may turn against, and the Middle East may be unified against the Jew and against America and perhaps even the world. We're in very perilous times. This is a very, very perilous, it's combustible, very combustible. And child of God, hear me. It is time, if you have not, it is time to sanctify a fast. I don't care if it's one meal a day. Cry to the Lord of the Sabbath. Cry to God. Cry to him for a swift reprisal in, in the Middle East. Cry for the protection of the Jew. Cry for justice to be done. And we're going to pray for peace. I don't want a war. I don't want bloodshed. I don't. I don't want to see it happen. I'm praying for the salvation of the Jews, the salvation of the Palestinians, and also pray for order in this nation. We need order in America. We need our government to stand up, our local mayor, our, our governors, mayors, what have you, uh, and, and, and the White House to the courthouse to stand up and say, you will not be disorderly in this nation. We have our nation of a rule of law, and if you break that law, we're going to deal with you very, very swiftly. Whether you're, uh, whether you're going on the streets and trying to harm Jews or you're busting into Tiffany's robbing uh, uh, jewelry, you're going to have swift. Or you're coming over our borders illegally, it's going to be swift, and it has to be. Anyway, that, that's Absolutely. just me. That's what, okay? Right now, word, brother, you're exactly correct. Uh, I'll tack on one more thing. Maybe you saw the footage of Dagestan and Russia where at an airport. No. Thousands of militant Islamic people stormed the airport, got out on the runway, and they were looking to grab any person who was Jewish. There was two airliners that had landed with some Jewish passengers. You should have wow. seen it. I was oh, like, where were the police? Yeah, yeah I heard something. About it was horrible. There yes. had been a couple thousand of the mob. And, you know, we've got this stuff going on in England. We see the riots in America at the schools supporting uh, Hamas. And uh, I heard a report the other day that uh, there's been terrorist cells of Hamas in this country for 20 years. We've got a I lot of them and these other terrorist cells already in the country, including communists, CCP, MS-13, Sinaloa cartel. 
We can go down the list of the gangs, yes. Russian Spetsnats, who are coming in our borders. Over 6 million people since Biden and Obama took over. I think Obama's Correct. probably calling the shots from behind the scenes. Yes. Surely uh, Biden uh, is nothing more than a figurehead. I don't even know if he knows his He's name. He's nothing more truth. than a figurehead. And let's remember, too, Brother Shannon, by the way, Obama never left Washington. You know, when his term was over, yeah, he's got his big house in Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket Island, whatever. But his residence, he still has a residence in in Washington. And what people forget is the day that President Trump was put in office, the next day, they were calling for his impeachment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then Soros. They were calling for the impeachment of the man. He had done nothing yet. And so, you know, but I'll tell you something, brother. I look it's at what's ludicrous. going on now, and I see the Lord really exposing. He, he, you know, he's a, there's an old saying, never get in the way of your enemy when he's in the way in the process of destroying himself. And, and now what's happened is such unfortunate destruction has come through their godless, ridiculous, insane policies that many people are waking up saying, oh my Lord, what have we done? And so let's pray, let's continue to pray for a turnaround in our nation. Absolutely. Close us in prayer and lift up Israel also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Lord, we want to pray and we thank you that you told us nothing surprises you. And Lord, I remember when your servant David Wilkerson had the vision in 73, of all these things happened in 1973, 50 years ago, he said that you told him one thing to tell your people, and that is this, God has everything under control. God has everything under control. And Lord, we thank you right now that what appears to be chaos to us is not chaos to you. Everything is happening according to your plan, your program in this world. This is your world, and Lord, you're wrapping it up, and your purposes are being done in this nation and in this world. Your eternal purposes are being done. The glorification of Christ through and in the church is going to happen. And we thank you for that. We pray for peace upon your people that are listening. If there's anyone out there right now that's listening and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, you cannot point to a time where you say, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And this is when it happened. If you cannot give a date on when you met Jesus, then you're probably not saved. You're not born again. You need to come to Christ. We're not talking about joining a religion here, joining a church. We're talking about you turning from your sins and saying, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I ask Jesus to save me. If if you are listening to me right now and you are looking at what's happened, you say, I need Jesus Christ. There's a hole in my heart. There's an emptiness in me that nothing can fill not drive-by knowledge uh, 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 of social media, not, not, not sex, not drugs. Not that. Nothing of this world can take and fill. Not knowledge, not all the knowledge you want to get is not good. You can have a full head and an empty heart. You 
need Jesus. And if you want to turn from your sins and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to save you, to save you, because right now, if you're not saved by Jesus, you're under a curse, and you need to ask him to save you right now. Save you have a disease. We were all born with it. We were born with that spiritual disease of sin. It's what makes us hateful, angry, rebellious. It's what's brought all the problems in this world is that sin nature that we're all born with. But, friend, listen to me. You're listening to me right now, and you say, Brother Tommy, I want Jesus to save my sin-sick soul. He'll do it. Get ready. Then there's others of you out there that are listening right now. Say, Pastor Tom, Brother Tommy, at one time I really had fire. I really loved the Lord. I really walked with God. I could feel him. But I drifted. I drifted away. All right, friend, you're coming back, too, right now. Today's your day. Today's your moment. Today's your hour. Right now, right now, is your, he accepts you. He loves you. And he's calling you. You're not listening to this radio show uh, by accident. You didn't just trip upon this God. The Holy Spirit is convicting, never condemning, convicting and pulling you and drawing you to himself. So get ready. Get ready right now. I'm going to pray for you. If you've drifted from the Lord, you're coming back today. It's going to start today, your restoration. If you've never met Jesus, this is your moment to meet Christ. Get ready. You're going to pray a simple prayer with me. You're not talking to man. You're talking to God. And God is going to record it in the books of heaven. Get ready. You're going to pray with me. Say this prayer with me. Write to Jesus. You ready? Say it out loud. Jesus. That's right. There's a group of people praying this in the room. Pray it together. Jesus, I ask you right now, say it, I ask you right now to forgive me from all of my sins. I believe that you died for me. 2,000 years ago on the cross. All of my sins were put on you. You were judged for me. Thank you. I believe you died. Say it. I believe you died. And you rose from the dead for me. And I'm going to meet you someday. Now save me. Say it. Save me from my sins. Fill me right now, Lord. Come on, raise your hand up right where you are. Raise them up like you surrender. Say, fill me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. I surrender to you. Fill me, O oh God. Start a fire in my soul that I can't contain and I cannot control. I want you, Jesus. Yes. You prayed that prayer with me. I believe you did it. I believe some of you that were away from God, you did it. You're back. No condemnation on you. No, sir, no condemnation. The Lord is rich in mercy. He forgives you. He's forgotten your past. You forget it too. Walk with the Lord. Now, Father, I pray over everyone that prayed with me right now. I bind every foul spirit of hell. Loose them in Jesus' name. May the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, fill them transform them wherever they're listening around the world. Let the power of God touch them now. I break every shackle, every destroyed spirit of insanity, of addiction. Loose them and let them go by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, never to return again. Lord, give my listeners a hunger for your word to read the word. Oh, a hunger to be with other believers. Hallelujah. Draw them 
pull them into thyself in this hour, mighty God. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory to you, my Jesus, it goes. Amen and amen. Amen. Powerful word today. We're here with evangelist Tommy Hollihan. Brother Tommy, for the archive, is there a title you'd like to put on today's message? What's going on in the world today? Excellent. Also, if someone would like to contact you in your ministry, is there a way they can do that? Just pray for me also. I start television uh, on Twisted. It's a powerful television show I'll be doing this Thursday. Um, yeah, you know, brother, right now there's no real way of contacting me. I uh, will be. This is my last season. I'll be stepping out by the grace of God full-time. Uh, coming up in 2024, and that's when people need to support me. And we'll talk about that then, okay? Fantastic. My friend, we'll see you again on the 13th. Have a great day, and thank you for coming on today. We love you. I love you, Brother Shannon. I love you so much. We love you, my good friend, and I'll see you all on the 13th. God bless. Thank you, my friend.